Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is the Mindfully Integrative Show, and this is Damaris Grossman. And thank you guys for joining in for another mindful chat. Today, we're speaking with Brad Williams. He is an online fitness coach. He is a dad. He is a podcaster of over 50 fitness. And um, he'll tell you more about kind of his journey and his health journey and kind of where he came about Um wanting to help individuals as a personal trainer and then kind of like pivoting. So nice to meet you, Brad. And thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Nice to meet you as well, Damaris. And thank you so much for having me on here. I appreciate your time. And I love to kind of ask people, what's a kind of quick fun fact that people may not know about you? Um, I'm a big barbecue connoisseur and I like to, uh, you know, do long cooks and smoking. So I've actually got three grills on my uh, deck right now, a uh, um, charcoal grill, a smoking charcoal grill, big one, and then electric smoker. And actually got a beef chuck that's been going for 10 hours right now too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, so it's like a whole, a whole thing. Like you have like oh, certain yeah. kind of wood and all that. Oh yeah. I use several different types of woods. And then there's a whole process of wrapping it with butcher paper at a certain point. It's like done this for so long and you just keep finding like new ways to you know, get it to fall apart and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah, you, you wouldn't want me to cook it. <laughs> you <wouldn't laughs> want me to cook. Like, nope, not my forte, but I'll definitely eat it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to cook? Um, it just kind of depends on the mood. My just like my top favorites are like I love a it's the hardest one, a brisket, like a beef brisket. God, uh-huh. it's so temperamental. Okay. Uh, but oh. it does come out amazing. And then uh, ribeye or uh, yeah, ribeyes, steaks, and then um, tri-tips. You know, here okay. on the West Coast, we're all about tri-tip steaks and the East Coast all make fun of us for it. But man, I, I just love the texture, the taste of it, everything. Oh, I wouldn't but, even know. I probably but never mostly, had it. <laughs> mostly beef products, as you can imagine, uh, the, the three tops I just had. Oh, that's okay. I, I was like, I probably never had it, but <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. Do you have any sauces that you like? I do dry rub. I'm real big on just using uh, different different seasonings. I don't like using the same one. So I just love mm-hmm. if I catch a new one and, you know, doing a, a rub on it and usually a light smoke. You know, I'll do like a heavy smoke for, uh, for if there's a bunch of guys coming over for a football game or something because guys like that heavy smoke. But typically like kids and and uh, women for the most part, don't, don't like a heavy one. So I'll use like a lighter pecan and I won't do it for that long. It'll just give it like oh, a little... Cool. Little light smoke taste, but nice. seems oh, to be pretty you can popular. Add your own later. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I appreciate you being on the show, and I kind of want to dive into what you know you've been doing. You know what you've been up to the, recently, and then kind of what brought you to this kind of integrative uh, change in your healthcare journey. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, personal trainer and gym owner for the last 13 years, I kind of started out in the, the, I jumped right into the gym ownership, uh, realm, you know, and then as becoming a personal trainer at the same time, which probably was not the best idea, probably would have been better as a personal trainer, work your way up to it. But, uh, you know, my, my growing up, my dad was a medical doctor. Mom was a nurse. So I've always kind of had that fit minded, you know, healthy lifestyle growing up, always into sports. So, yeah. you know, figuring out what to do after college, I was a business major and just, you know, realized this was my passion. I really liked this. I liked helping people, got certified. I was helping people at my last job before I jumped into the uh, gym, gym owner experience and uh, knew that's what I wanted to do. So for last 13 years, you know, just a rough ride of doing business in California. And I had some investors that jumped in with me and we got up to three gyms and it's just so competitive here in Orange County that uh, eventually kind of, yeah, eventually consolidated back down to, to one gym, which is just way better for stress. And just, you can, you'll focus all your attention on one spot and then started doing uh, more of the online training, kind of dabbled in the podcasting, um, my podcast is over 40 fitness hacks because, you know, as a trainer, uh, recently I'm 42, but when I started my show, I was 40 and all my clients, you know, the whole, my whole career have been in that, you know, 40 to 65 range, male and female. So it was just kind of my expertise and passion of helping people. And then lo and behold, I get to it. I'm like, oh my God, it is hard to, <laughs> you know, keep the weight off and stay energetic and motivated, you know, got a kid now and of family and responsibilities and it just gets harder but i'm that personal trainer that refuses to give up and that's kind of the theme of my show and my my practices you know i'm just going to keep going keep going keep going finding the best ways and um not everyone you know fits in the profile of certain diets or certain training systems and that's okay because i know all of them so we'll find something for each person <laughs> and i'm real passionate you know finding it's like a puzzle so uh that's cool yeah. yeah, you're so right, because I feel like everybody has a different view or different thing. But, you know, you never know what something might work for somebody, but may not work for that another. Yeah. And, you know, besides what their beliefs are, it's just our bodies are different too. genetics, you know, body chemistry, digestive, um, how our digestive tract works. So it's, it's all different. So it's just like a puzzle. You just got to find something that works for you. And also what makes you feel good. That's, that's the most important to me and my clients is finding something that makes you feel good, you know, that's more longer lasting and building better habits. What were, what did you find for yourself? Like when you were in your, you know, your career, um, what did you have to change like now and for 40 year olds and up, or was it just, just a different, just a different way? Or what was it that was it that you really found was your techniques for some of these yeah, individuals? So, so for, for me, I, I, uh, within four, four and a half years ago, I actually had, the uh, kind of an accident moving heavy equipment. You know, I've never oh, hurt goodness. myself in, tr in training in any way, shape or form. But, you know, I, I was a gym owner. So I was the the bookkeeper, the bathroom cleaner, the marketing guy, the website oh, guy, everything. And so I'd have to move my own stuff. And uh, just one day just tripped while holding a 40 pound rack and uh, lunged out, caught myself, which I pride myself on my balance because we like practicing that. And uh but not to hold on to the 40 pound rack. So such a violent motion and a catch and I didn't let go. It blew out my uh, L L5S1 disc. Oh, and uh, then I knew that, you know, you're not so indestructible and the aging process makes everything a little tougher. And over the next four and a half years, I tried everything and just in intense amount of pain. Um, I'm sure you've dealt with people with 
uh, sciatic issues and mine was really bad. Like my eventually had to go the surgeon route because chiropractic and physical therapy, you know, it wasn't going to be the end game and I had to get out of that pain. So, um, did that felt like a million bucks, slowly got back into what I was doing. And a year and a half later, it just, it came back again, that herniated again, same problems, did, did, did the right stuff, you know, try to do it the holistic way and just rest and physical therapy. And it was just getting worse and worse, same, same thing. So I went in again and, you know, just through all that experience and now I'm a year, I'm almost two years from that second surgery, taking everything uh, way slower. And that's kind of my um, approach to times. fitness now. Two yeah. times. Yeah. That's a lot. And so that's my approach now is just there's enough time in the rest of your life to just take it slow. I don't need to build this body back to where I had it, you know, that fast, that quickly. Um, and especially now being over 40, you start noticing that you need to recover more than you need to train more. And since I've adopted that kind of philosophy and, you know, learning from other people and in the health and wellness field, I just feel better. I don't mind not working out, you know, five, six days a week. I just more walk. I've more focused on functional fitness and balance. And I've found that, oh my God, I'm getting such faster results and better, better results from work, working that more quality of a system um, and just resting and recovering more. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's a different way of um, practicing. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm big on the mindfulness, obviously in this podcast, but um, yeah, it's, it's a definite um, way of changing. And even when you were younger, it probably was helpful, but we probably just didn't realize it at that yeah. time, you know, that, and you just have so much hormones pumping through you. And I, I do miss, you know, that everyone does their twenties where I was just an absolute monster in the training and athletic performance and sports. And just, you know, now that it, that's passed, I'm okay with it, but I still have my memories of it and everything, but <laughs> now it's more of the, the long game and making sure that you're functionally fit. Um, and then there's just no injuries, you know, slips, trips and falls for the, you know, the over 65 crowd is like the worst thing that can happen and having to recover from that process. You know, you can be as fit as you want, but then taking a nasty trip and fall and breaking something, you know, your body at that age, it just takes now even longer than to recover from. So the mo more you can do to you know, offset that, the better. And that's kind of my focus with my clients. No, that makes so much sense. I feel like the simplicity movements are so important. I was just talking about because I love yoga and, and yoga therapy and and just the movement, just general movements and just the importance of like hip mobility, mm -hmm. you know, and sitting and standing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, even for myself, I said, wow, I, I have a lot to work on. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a lot, you know, besides balance, also just like the stretching portion of hip mobility, you know, glute stretching, strengthening up your core. You know, a lot of people kind of miss on certain points like that because they're more worried about, you know, I just want to work out legs. Well, okay. The aesthetic, yeah. Aesthetically, that'll be a little more pleasing to you, but you have to worry about the, you know, the functionality, how you're going to feel, how, how well your body's kinetically built from, you know, your, your feet all the way up to your, your neck. Yeah. So it's, it's more important to kind of adopt that concept when you're over 40. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So how has it been um, with being an online, like an online platform now that post pandemic, I feel like everybody has been wanting to be online. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us personal trainers, when that first happened, um, you know, we'd all 
seeing how social media has built up kind of the online fitness world and people are getting a lot of business that way. And yeah, we kind of dabbled in it, but never really went full at it. And then once COVID hit, we're like, oh man, and just watched it devastated, you know, the, the gym, at least the brick and mortar gym experience. And so we were all forced to, you know, get on training program platforms and figuring out how to do this online. And a lot of our clients were very cool. And, um, you know, they were playing it safe and kind of wanted to stay home for a while, um, but still, you, you know, did the training online and everything. So we learned real fast. And, you know, then you just start experiencing stuff. And, you know, I, I thought I'd be good on video and be a YouTuber and all that kind of stuff. And I hated social media. And then uh, I just remember one time in my network group, someone coming and visiting and talking about podcasting and just how the reach is so vast. There's not that much competition. And all you got to do is hit a button and record your voice. You don't even have to do video if you don't want to, you know, and thus yeah. now we're doing Zoom and I don't mind doing video, but right. it's still right. easier setting setting a podcast up. And, you know, that's that's where we went from there. And um, it's, yeah, no, it's, I, I can agree with you doing doing um, some videos that I have done. Um, yeah, YouTube is a lot more complex sometimes. Yeah. And there's a little bit more involved. Um, if you're not just doing like a, you know, an interview of sorts, you know, so you have other things you have to add in there and yeah, it can, it can get, it can get to be a lot. And then it depends upon what your audience needs. Right. Yeah. And I think too, with YouTube now, it's just so competitive that the algorithm, you know, I've, I've found out they won't even let your stuff show to the public until you've done it consistently for like a year. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so podcasting would just start that. And it's just been an adventure, like being able to talk to people. Even in the United States and just, it, just seeing like how health and wellness is adopted in each country, each continent and how, how people think it's just awesome. Just getting to, to talk to people, you know, whether, you know, and I'm doing uh, online training and that kind of stuff. And it's a great way to find clients, but more it's, you know, it's just a passion of learning and, and meeting people. So it's kind of my favorite part about it. That's, that's really great. And you do an online coaching also. So you do your personal training and you also coach individuals too. Yeah. So I do, I have a personal training program if people need that, but you know, I also just have a coaching program. We'll just use zoom and uh, just talk to the client and, you know, not, not everything is about, you know, how much weight you can lift and how many reps you can do. So it's, I'd more rather do the coaching just to, at least to start with someone just to get over the general concepts of, you know, how they should be thinking about their diet or what kind of stuff they should be doing, especially for, for over 40s, my niche. Yeah. Um, and then if they need something, you know, I've got software for training programs and that kind of stuff. That's great. So um, now in, how have you been feeling this past six months to a year with everything? Like, these clients, like just yourself post pandemic, you know, has it been a big, a big transition lately or just been, you know, been doing more and more online and, or just like for yourself, have you done anything differently? Yeah, I think, um, even once like for doing the personal training, um, in the gyms, you know, everything started coming back. They, you know, for California took, you know, a little bit longer. Um, but in, in my field with, with my clients, the, the 50 to 65 age, a lot of them didn't even come back after the, you know, with it, even within the first year of them letting people come back oh, goodness. Um, versus like the boot camp gyms were more of the targeted towards the 20 year olds. Cause it was a lot yeah. cheaper. They, they, they go in masses through the, the big group training. 
So it almost kind of just said, okay, well, it looks like this might last a little longer. And I kind of just uh, steered away from the the brick and mortar and just focused more of my attention online. That's and right. I see the potential of just helping more people, finding more of that niche, the, you know, the over 40 struggling with the aging process is kind of my, my thing. And uh, I still work at the the gym now, but I only work there for uh, two days max now. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And now you kind of have like this whole other realm. I just feel like you can help so many people in a in a big in a big reach. And and now it's just you're like now putting I don't know just even the podcast itself is so helpful because I think people need the education. Yeah, and I mean that. Hence why I started mine. You know, in an integrative health space. So I completely get that. Um. What would you like to share? Um, anything inspired you recently or anyone um, that had inspired you to kind of get to where you're at, like either in this coaching or mindset space? Yeah, just um, part of the coolest thing about being the gym owner over the last 10 years was, you know, getting to meet all these different personal trainers and just all their different styles. I mean, you can get certified in anything you want, but just life experience is also huge. And, you know, I got to absorb that because I got to meet them and train with all these people. And now that I'm doing the online stuff, you know, not just in the personal training world, but chiropractors, doctors, uh, naturopaths, um, and just, you know, nurses like yourself. um, It's just, you know, getting different uh, perspectives on stuff. It just, you know, it's more of an educational system too for me. They're just absorbing all that. That way it can help my clients even better. So um a one one particular one I started listening to another podcast and just learning, you know, the benefits of I don't know what you think about it, but just just simple fasting, just as simple as like just doing intermittent fasting, you know, just yeah, taking whatever yeah. diet you're on and just crunching it a little bit tighter in a tighter window. Yeah. And so I'm that- just like it totally works. Yeah. So the it, so the research shows um it varies on obviously age, but obviously in your 40, 40 and above, the research is 10 to 12 hours is recommended on the women's side, right? Mm-hmm. So women 10 to 12, 14 to 16 would only be recommended like every like once a week or every other week. And men can actually do the 16 hour more often, um, mm-hmm. two to three days a week. But every day wouldn't be recommended for either one. Yeah. And, yeah, but, but intermittent but, fasting is very at least 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was just I started with just a few hours and started knocking it down a little tighter and tighter and tighter and still eating the same amount of food, but actually worked better with my lifestyle because I was never a big breakfast person, anyways. And so I just, yeah. you know, went to work, came back home, and you know, then ate breakfast at lunchtime. And yeah, with just that s- simple thing like that. Just the, the amount of, you know, being able to hold that weight off a little bit easier than before has just been kind of a game changer for me and a lot of my clients that I train. And it's not really devastating their program or their diet they're doing. It's just just one little rule of just tightening it up a little bit. But yeah, like you said, it, you got to watch out per age group and, and per right. gender. No, but even even but like I think even just telling people the 12 hour, you know, like even getting that 16 is awesome. But like, you know, just realizing people would eat all the time like they would literally eat 16 hours a day and i was just like whoa you know (laughs) like let's bring that back a little well we just kind of grew up that way you know breakfast is as soon as you wake up and dinner's you know it's 6 7 p.m and you're already that span of time of course you're gonna sit there and snack too yeah yeah so but yeah um (laughs) and another one good one too um just from experience of going through my back thing and not being able to do as much and 
doing more quality type workouts. A big one uh, started doing a couple of years ago is more focusing on like the negatives we call it in our business. But it's, you know, there's a concentric uh, force of you know doing a a bench press of pushing that weight in front of you or above you. And then not just dropping it back down, you slow it down. You take just as much time as you went up as you went down. It's just a more efficient quality workout because you're recruiting different muscle fibers on that eccentric contraction, we call it, or negatives. Gotcha. Um, And that way you can do less weight, less reps, and get even more out of that simple twist to, you know, each exercise. You can do that for, you know, your shoulder press, your squats, your, your lunges, your everything. And then you can, instead of spending an hour in the gym, you can spend 20 to 30 minutes and get the same benefits. So now I really just do full body workouts um, and balance and, and working on all my physical therapy exercises and uh, just doing that, just that simple, you know, change of doing time under tension of these negatives and awesome. I'm getting better benefits and, you know, feeling stronger, more athletic feeling than, you know, I did when I was, you know, working out five, six days a week. It's so interesting that when you say that, because what, you know, it, it really is like less with more quality and we don't even realize the importance of that. I guess it's, I guess the wiser with age. I mean, yeah. I almost wish I knew that too in my twenties. Cause I feel like I would have alleviated some of my yeah. aches and pains, <laughs> but and you know, have- with time I figured it out. I was like, Oh, I mean, I can't live without my yoga. So it's like, oh. yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, oh man, everyone says that if I can go back and train myself back when, you know, in my twenties, oh, where could mm-hmm. I be today? But then you forget, would you, would yourself listen to yourself at that age? No, I don't okay, know. I don't think so. I don't I think like, so. No. It's, it's a, it's part I of the journey of growing up. My mid thirties. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't feel like you would have listened. I feel like no, everything was like rush and more. And yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. And that's, and that's kind of why I don't focus on the the 20 young 30 year olds too. you know, it'd be great if they're listening to my show, but they're most likely not. So I just, you know, let them, let them go through life and get to the point. And then everyone turns 40, come find me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, I totally appreciate you being on the show and how can those reach you? Yeah. Um, my website is uh, over40fitnesshacks.com, and that's four zero instead of spelled out. And then uh, same thing for my podcast, Over 40 Fitness Hacks, and wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, Spotify, iTunes is the, the top two that everyone uses. And What's it's got all my contact. Uh, intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting. And another one, I didn't know if I should touch on this one, you know, with the nurse practitioner uh, of uh, just w- uh, watching your potassium levels. You, know, oh, you got to watch out for, well, that. just, you know, supplementing potassium is always probably not the healthiest option. Getting it from, you know, foods is better, but just uh, a thing I like to tell the audience is, you know, instead of just tracking your macros, like your fats, your carbs, and your protein track one day, just on a, a day of what kind of foods that you think you would eat that day and track your micros. So your calcium, magnesium, potassium being a big one. And just look up the RDAs on Google. Just start start with that and make a chart, yeah, and you'll those see are great options. Yeah. yeah, and you'll see, see how how much sodium is in our American diet and how oh. much you're eating, even though you oh, think sure. that you're you're low sodium diet, and then how low your potassium is, and where the RDA says you should be on there. So and just I have from one a simple, more for you. I was yeah. gonna say that. I, have one I was more gonna say. For you just, to, to say. Okay, go ahead. I apologize. Yeah. So uh, one more for you is um, 
to increase your potassium, um, you actually can do isometric exercises. Like yoga? Um, yoga, um, planks, um, uh, anything that in the isometric exercise, you're the personal trainer, so you would know more of those than me. But that helps um, increase the potassium and sodium gates from opening. So it helps Ooh. with the circulatory system. So in... So the additional research, you can look up that. I'll send you some stuff on it. But yeah, so without even having to worry about um, dietary, isometric exercises are very um, effective. Very cool. Well, for, for the potassium in foods, I just found also a, a website called eatthismuch.com. And uh, it literally will tell you every raw form of food and every cooked form of food and how those minerals will change depending on how it's cooked. Oh, nice, so that nice. way you can literally go through each thing, make your chart and just see where you are on all these, uh, you know, your micros. Yeah. I think what it is, you're probably worried about what potassium is. If you're too high, people worry about cardiac risks. The potential yeah. of having too much potassium is very rare. Well, if people you're supplementing, you, you can get there real fast. That's why I don't recommend that. Yeah. Supplementing. So it's like people don't even really need to. Um, and the thing is the reason the potassium that's being supplemented is not actually giving them the right effect. So, mm -hmm. and it's not absorbing it. The whole thing is it's the supplements not absorbing within the body. So yeah. that's why those isometric and, you know, foods are more of a quality option. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I'm so glad uh, to chat with you. Yeah. Cool trip uh, tip on your end for that. I'll, I'll look into that. <laughs> oh, that was just through my functional medicine group. So <laughs> I, I can't take credit for it. I just know how to read research. Yeah. Um. So it's really glad that you were on. Um. Is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience before we go? Yeah, just like I, I was just kind of preaching through the whole, you know, 30 minutes feel just taking everything slower. Don't worry. There's plenty of time left. You know, take things in small baby steps. That's how I train all my clients. They usually come to me. I want everything. I want to do everything. The diet, the workouts, everything. Give me it all. No, no, no. Better to go through this step by step. Just build those uh, healthy habits. Don't overdo it. Don't overstress yourself. And uh, you just find out that you'll just have a better mindset for it. You'll be less injured. And uh, the name of the game is just, you know, making it to our hundreds, you know, hopefully for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. A little more mindfulness, a little bit more slow and, you know, slow recover and reset, right? Absolutely. Well, thank thanks you so much, again. Maris, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in and make sure you find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.